hard. I don't know. Oh, well. Lots, lots of thoughts on that. Anyways, yay! Good morning. I am just going to be completely honest with you. I am freaking out. The fact that I can even talk right now and I'm, my voice isn't like, yeah, yeah, is very odd. I don't know why. I mean, I've been up here all these weeks, but we're going into week five, and I don't know. It's just something It's I I think just, you know, if you don't know me and you're listening in, so you're going to just get to know a little bit about me, but I just have, um, I, I told a couple people this week, I just want to hit the mark, you know, and not just for me, not just so that I can say, oh, good, I did awesome. No, because I just so desperately want God's heart to be conveyed, and I see it as just such an honor, first of all, that you would turn, tune in this morning to take your time to listen to us, to to choose, to, to hear what we're saying, um, but I just, I take it really seriously, and I just, sometimes I just freak out, because I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to miss the target and miss the mark, and I just want God's heart to be felt through me to you guys, and so I just trust, I definitely trust the Holy Spirit will do that this morning, and um, so I, I'm going to, I just was having a hard time figuring out what, um, what is the message that, that we need to hear today, like today, literally, like this today, right now, um, and thank you for the water. <laughs> I don't know if you saw that, but he like snuck in like a snake. It's really weird. I think they planned it so that it, you guys wouldn't see it. Now I just threw it out there and now you know, but whatever. Um, okay. So anyways, I'm like, you know what? I liked, I didn't even say this or mention this to Adam, but I had this thought that I was like, Easter was last Sunday, but it just felt, I felt like this throughout this week. I was like, I just don't know that we're finished talking about that whole situation and, um, specifically in relation to where we're at in this time and the pandemic and just honestly what God is doing and where he's going and what we've been through. And there's just so many dynamics. And I just, I was just like, God, I just feel like there's so more to this whole, to the Easter time, to um, the cross, to the resurrection, now leading into Pentecost, which is still a little while away. But like, what does all of this have to do I, I need, I want to relate it practically to us. You know, um, I know that all of us watching come from so many different gamuts of being maybe knowing the Lord like today or 20 years or 50 years. There's just so many variations of where each of us are at in our walk. And, and so this morning, my goal is to minister to everyone's hearts in a way that meets you where you're at, whether this is a whole new ball game for you or whether you're just, you know, you've been in this for a long time. And so that is just my prayer. So I'm just going to pray that over us, that Holy Spirit, would you just come um, meet us where we're at? Holy Spirit, would you just uh, enter, continue, remain, stay, as your presence was just so thick this morning that you would just remain in all of the homes and the houses and the bedrooms and the cars on the bench, wherever people are watching um, at or from Lord, that Holy Spirit would just be so thick and tangible and that the words that flow off of my mouth would just penetrate hearts just uh, where they need it today, Father, and even mine, that you would just minister to me as I speak. And so we just thank you for this opportunity. God, I thank you that um, the, your message can still get out, no matter what. It may look different, whatever. It, your message is still getting out, and your heart for your people is still getting out. So I just thank you for that this morning, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so I am going to 
I am going to land in the book of Ezekiel today. And so that's an Old Testament book. And um, I mean, I had to do a little bit of backtrack and kind of study up a little, a few things um, just in talking about this. But I, I, I've, I've, for many years, I've loved the whole story about the Valley of Dry Bones. And so this morning, Aaron was like, you know, we were praying here this morning before, and he's like, what are you talking about? And uh, I said, the Valley of Dry Bones. <laughs> and he's like, oh, wow, that's a really happy message. But you know what? It is a happy message because there is a miracle that comes from it. And I just think that as I was studying this out, um, there is value in us recognizing the truth in that there are people walking around that are dead, that are dried up, that are dried out. There are dreams and visions that people have had that have been buried and have died. There are people who um, are on the brinks of losing their life because they are so dead on the inside because they don't know the Lord. And so the good news that comes from all this is that the Valley of Dry Bones ultimately in this story, begins to shake and rattle and come back to life. And I want to talk about that story and parallel it to what we're walking through today. And so um, this week, I don't, I don't know if any of you guys have had caught this song, but Elevation Worship put out a song, and I no, no one told me about it. I just pulled up the YouTube, and it, it pops up, right? And it's called Rattle. And I was like, what? This looks really fun. And so I pull it up and I'm listening to it. And it's, it's talking about the rattling of the bones. And if you were with us last week when, at one of our transition pieces, I really felt the Lord heavily just um, impressing on me and to share that um, dreams and things that have been locked up or calls on people's lives, destinies, those types of things that we call them forth. And so as I begin to listen to this song called Rattle, you have to listen to it, by the way. I don't think it's on anything else other than YouTube right now, but you have to listen to it. Um, I felt like the Lord was showing me that as, as the bones and all of this stuff begins to rattle, like what we're in right now, this is a rumbling. This is a rattle. This is a shaking. This is us recognizing that we're being stripped away from all the things that were, that had become our foundation, our security, our, um, our partner, you know, all of these things that this, this, this rumbling that's happening. I just saw this parallel in this story in Ezekiel. And um, I thought, okay, now I'm, I'm still feeling drawn to the Easter story. I'm hearing this song. Like, I'm thinking of Ezekiel. I'm like, oh, I just feel all over the place. But at a part in that song, it talks about opening the grave. And, and when the grave opened, Jesus lived again. And, and so I just, I, I began to read through the story in Ezekiel, and it was talking about um, the valley of these dry bones and how there was a grave. It represented like a grave site and all of these different things. But the vision that Ezekiel received was talking about the dry bones coming back to life and living again. And so what I want to do is I, I want, I just want to like read through a bunch of this. So stick with me. Um, and I'm going to read through a bunch of this and explain it to you. And I just want to make this parallel. And then I just felt like that the Lord is just going to renew and restrengthen us. And I just think that like, even if you're listening, um, like, it was just so pertinent to what Brianna had shared to a specific person. But I feel like there's so many of you listening that are just feel like a, a 
a lump of bones. Like, what am I even doing? And um, I just think that at the end of this, the Holy Spirit's just going to blow fresh wind on us. And something inside of us is going to begin to rattle. I actually feel like it's starting to happen right now, just as I'm talking, that there's just something inside of you that's like, enough is enough. I'm not staying like this. And then things are starting to rattle. And so we're just going to dig into this. Um, And so I'm going to start just by giving you a quick introduction um, about Ezekiel. He was an Old Testament um, prophet and probably considered very charismatic, right? He, He talked about a lot of prophecies and he had lots of visions and different things. Um, and so in this, in this book, or in this story in Ezekiel, a lot of it's referring to Israel as a nation and how it had turned from the Lord. And so as I'm reading through this, I'm thinking, you know what? And, and I'm just going to be specific to the United States, but really we could take any nation throughout the world and we could say, you know what? I can admit, we can admit, the church can admit that the, the, the nation has turned from the Lord, Right? And, and, and as a church, we can take responsibility in saying, how, how, how have we allowed it to get to that? And so um, that's kind of like the parallel of this chapter, right? So I want to go back to chapter 36. Chapter 36 was about the restoration of Israel, okay? So parallel that to us now, the restoration of a nation. And I just... No, I know that I know that what's happening right now, the rattling, the shaking, all of these things is what's leading us into the restoration of our nation. And there are so many pieces to the story that we can see that we get to be a part of as we see our nation restored and our world restored and people coming to know the Lord. All right. So in chapter 36, um, let's see, I have a couple little uh, verses. I'm going to hop around a little bit, but there are some specific ones that I wanted to read to you guys. Um, and so it says in, chap- in verse 17, it says, Son of man, when the people of Israel were living in their own land, they defiled it by the evil way they lived. To me, their conduct was as unclean as a woman's menstrual cloth. And so I, I wanted to read that verse because it's important that we recognize we cannot, um, it's, it's not okay for us to turn our back and say, well, these people made this decision. No, this is a part, this is, we are a part of this nation, and so we get to take responsibility along for it, and so there is an opportunity here for us to recognize that, yes, as a nation, and maybe even, and I'm just going to say this, maybe, actually, yes, as all of us as individuals, we have done things that have defiled the Lord. We have, and it is so imperative that we recognize, I'm a sinner, I've screwed up. I mean, just this week, I did some things that I am not happy of. I know that not please the Lord. And even you, where you're at, like, there is no shame in what you have done. It is this opportunity to say, I repent. I recognize. I have turned from you, God. And this isn't like, this isn't like the turn or burn. No, this is like a message of a good father who also recognizes that it hurts him when we hurt him and we do things that he doesn't intend for us to do. And so taking that as individuals and understanding that's something on us that we need to take care of, but also recognizing that, yes, as a nation, we have done things that turn from him and he's not happy. He's not happy about it. It hurts his heart. And so that's verse 17. Then verse 18, it goes on to say, they polluted the land with murder and the worship of idols. And, it, and, and when I read that, I was, 
I, I just, every, as I was reading through this and reading through this, just like this whole idea of abortion just kept coming up in my spirit. And um, I just know that that just grieves the Lord. And as a nation and as a church, we, we get this opportunity to repent and to come back to the Father and um, ask for forgiveness. And um, I think that that's a big piece that play, to play in all of this as we begin to see our nation turn back to the Father is an understanding of the murder that's taking place in our nation that we're allowing to happen. And a side note, it's a call for us who understand um, the intensity of it, the repercussions of it, like not just, there's not just the death of a human, but there's also a death of the, of the mother because there is so much that dies on the inside when that whole thing goes on. And so just like I'm speaking about the dry bones and all of that, like if this is you and you know I'm speaking to you, like God is rattling something within you right now. He wants to take away your shame. He wants to take away like your sadness, all the things that you're struggling with. He wants to, he wants to heal our land. That is his heart is to heal our land. He is a good father. He's a good father, and any good father, you, whoever you have in your life who you would consider a father to you, like your good father, he loves you and he is good, but when you do things to hurt him, he's sad. He's sad and he's hurt. He's grieved. And, and so that's just that's where this whole thing comes into play. And so I was just thinking, okay, God, I'm, I'm paralleling this story in Ezekiel to what our nation's experiencing right now. So there were consequences. Anytime, anytime we make a choice, there's a consequence, whether it's a, a, a consequence that actually turns out well or it's a consequence that's not so well. And so there are consequences for things that we've done as a nation. Now, in verses 20 and 21, I'm going to skip to that. It says, but when they were scattered among the nations, they brought shame on my holy name. For the nation said, these are the people of the Lord, but he couldn't keep them safe in his own land. Then I was concerned for my holy name on which my people brought shame among the nations. And so it goes back to what I was saying. He, and maybe I just recognize this, like this is my desire is to um, represent the Father well. And I just, as we're reading this, what was, what was happening was he was recognizing that people weren't representing him well. And that, and that hurt him. That hurt him. And so he recognized like, uh, you know, sorry, um, that he wanted to bring restoration to who he is. And I feel like that is where we're at today. The, the perception of who God is has been so distorted and so confused and, and, and just so misrepresented. And today God is saying, I'm going to restore a nation. I'm going to restore a church. I'm going to restore a person today so that who I fully am and who I truly am can be revealed to all of the nations and all of the world. Like he wants to re re reveal who he truly is to each and every one of us. No matter if we have this excellent perception of him, I think there's more to God that we could get to know today that we haven't recognized before. There's always something within us that gets to know God a little bit better. There's always this side of him that we've not seen before. It talks about in Revelation how the, the angels and all the ones in heaven are constantly crying out, holy, holy, holy. And, and we've said in here before, is that because every single second they're seeing something 
something new about God that they hadn't seen before, and it just blows them away, and so all they can say is holy, holy, holy. And that's what God wants to do, is reveal who he truly is to his children. And so that's why he goes around and says, okay, I'm going to restore the nation. And so in verse 22, he goes on to say, oh, I turned my page too soon, sorry. He goes on to say, so I will rescue my flock and they will no longer be abused. I will judge between one animal of the flock and another. And so he says, I'm going to bring you back. I want to bring them back. And then in verse 25, I will make a covenant of peace with my people and drive away the dangerous animals from the land. So now we see where he is. He, he wants to bring his children back. He wants to bring restoration. He wants to show us truth. Um, okay, so he wants to give us a new heart, a new spirit. Um, another verse. Yeah. Okay. And so he wants to bring transformation and renewal. Now, the whole thing of this is it starting with this personal, um, uh, this personal piece where we take responsibility, right? So, how do we get to play a role in what God wants to do with bringing everyone back to who he is? Well, we first take responsibility for our own actions, and we, we come in with, okay, here's where I've sinned. Here's where I've been selfish. Here's where I've put another thing before you. And in this time that we're at right now, it feels to me like everything that I had in an idle place in my life has been stripped away. Like, I don't know. Is it shopping at Target? Is it going to the coffee shop? I don't know, but I know this, that things that I normally would be like, oh, I want to go do this. I'm, I can't do it. And so now I'm finding myself, whoa, that, that held a place in my heart and in my life that really the Lord needed. And so this is this opportunity where we take personal responsibility for things that were in places that they shouldn't have been. Okay, and so this is how transformation begins to happen. He's renewing us. He's turning our hearts of stone into hearts of flesh. And so I want to read, let's see, 25. It says, then I will sprinkle clean water on you and you will be clean. Your filth will be washed away and you will no longer worship idols. And this is uh, 26 says, and I will give you a new heart. And I will put a new spirit in you, and I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. Man, come on. It is, we need to, like, we get to say, you know what? I admit, I had a crappy, stubborn, stony piece of my heart that needed to be, like, dug out and chucked out of my body. And, and so God is so good that he wants to come in, cleanse us, wash us. Uh, reveal the idols that we've been put in a place that don't need to be there. And he says, I'm moving those away. I'm moving those away. Not because he's mean or a big bad judge, but because he loves us and he wants our heart. Because uh, when he has our heart, everything else is so much better. He's not a controlling God who's just like, give me your heart, and now you're going to do this. No, he wants our heart because he knows that when he has his place in our heart, our lives will never 
be the same. The shame cannot stay there. The addiction cannot stay there. The sadness cannot stay there. There is joy that comes. What does it say in, in 36? It says, or I'm sorry, in 26, it says, I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart. And here's the thing. I know that there have been times when I'm like, God, I just want to respond to you. Why am I not feeling this, this pull, this connection with you? Because there are stony, stubborn places in my heart that need to get out of the way so that I could respond, so that I could have a heart that responds to him. And so, man, in this time that we're in, it's, it's, it's a good father who's saying, hey, P.S., you have some things that you really need to kind of deal with. And, and it's because I love you. And when you deal with those things, man, you're going to see how you're, I'm just going to wow you with goodness and favor and blessing and increase and joy and peace. All the things that we desire for. See, we just walk around and we're just searching and searching and searching. And our nation's searching and people are searching. And, and those of us who understand this and who are hearing this, man, we get this chance to remove that stuff, remove that stuff, and begin to walk with a heart that responds to him. And as we begin to respond to him, what begins to happen? People are drawn to us. People feel the Father through us. The world, the nation begins to turn. We begin to turn to the Father. People are drawn and they want to know who is in us, who is working through us, what is going on in us. And, and ultimately, I know we were worshiping over there as we were singing. And I was just like, I just had this overwhelming feeling of like nothing else matters. And I do believe that as you, when you guys were listening with us, I, I feel like that was the Holy Spirit was just rushing in and out of homes and and just all over us just just with this revelation a, a deep revelation that nothing else matters that he is the only thing he is the only one he is the only way and ah sometimes we just back away a little bit from from releasing a message like this because we're afraid that we're too harsh or you might get offended and and then you'll know, no, I know, I know that God is just wanting to uh, release this to you today. And I just know that your hearts today are becoming tender, becoming tender. And so, okay, so that was, that's end of chapter 36. We move into chapter 37. And the thing is, if we want to see our land healed, if we want to see our nation healed, I just want to say this again, it starts here with us. Why do we want to see our nation healed? Let's go back to that. Why? Why do we care if our nation is healed? Why do we care? Why? Why? Well, I don't know about you, but I love my family. I love my husband. I love my kids. I, I don't ever want to be separated from them. But I, I, want, I get to know that as my heart's desire for them to know the Lord, and why do I desire for them to be healed? Because I want to know that we will get to spend eternity together in heaven with Jesus. And so that's the same parallel for me. Like, our nation needs healed. They need to know the Lord. People need to know God. I want to see them in eternity. I want, I want God's goodness just to be revealed because there are so many hurting people. We are hurting people. And he is the answer. And so this is the why. This is the why. Why do we want to see our, our land healed? So chapter 37 Turn the page now. Chapter 37 is called A Valley of Dry Bones. And um, 
Okay, so it's a big vision that Ezekiel is getting from the Lord. So I'm going to read through a little bit of it. Um, kind of as I start, the beginning of it is really talking about, um, and I guess I'm going to talk to the church people right now, but the spiritually dead church, right? And so that's where it's kind of starting in the beginning. So I'm going to read this, and we can kind of think of this as like the church. And so um, maybe you're not in a church. Maybe you've never been a part of a church, but maybe you just have a bad taste in your mouth about church. And for one thing is, I just want to say, I'm so sorry that someone or a group of people or a church body or a pastor or a leader or someone has misrepresented the father through church. And, and just so you know, like the church building, this building, that is not God. When you have people that gather together with pure hearts to edify and lift up Jesus and that love well and truly, that is God. And so I'm so sorry that the church has been misrepresented and, and, and just, just done a bad job of, of doing what it really needed to do and represent the Father. And so we're going to address this right here in this vision that Ezekiel gets. It says, the Lord took hold of me. And I was carried away by the Spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones. He led me all around among the bones that covered the valley floor. They were scattered everywhere across the ground and were completely dried out. Okay, so when it talks about the bones being completely dried out, it represents, because I'm using Aaron's study Bible today because there's so many things going on in this vision that I wanted to kind of... I wanted to make sure that I was accurately interpreting things. And so when it's talking about those bones being completely dried out, um, in the study Bible here, it says that that actually represents a condition of hope, a condition of hope. And so if those bones were completely dried out, where does the hope level stand? Non-existent, right? And so also, it also indicates the miracle that is needed, right? So we're recognizing the need for a miracle to happen. We have to admit today that um, as a church, I mean, there are churches that have done their best. We have done our best, but I know that there's things we've done that have failed. But as a church, as a whole, it's time to admit that, that perhaps we've not relayed the best condition of hope for things to come, and that we've actually allowed uh, people who don't even know the Lord to dictate the way things are going. And so as a church, we're kind of walking around as a bunch of people who are hopeless. And that is a problem because God is full of hope. And just the very thing that we celebrated last week where he resurrects from the dead, he was dead and comes to life, gives me hope to know that if I have something dead going on in my heart, or if I have a situation that looks dead, like a marriage that maybe looks dead, or a financial situation that looks dead, I have hope that it will be resurrected and it will come to life. And that's where we're at today. The church walking around, spiritually dead, what are we doing? I'm talking to the church people, so hear me out. And what are we doing when we're supposed to be walking around full of hope and truth and love? And we're supposed to be the ones taking the reins of all the mountains around here. We're supposed to be the ones leading the paths in the government, leading the paths in the schools, all of these different things. And so as a church, let's just admit we have done some things that have failed. We have failed people. We have probably failed the Lord and time and time again. Not to say we haven't done things that are good, but there are too many uh, things happening where authority was given that should have been in the hands of believers, in the hands of the ones who are doing what God wants. And so 
just repenting um, as a church, saying, we're sorry, Lord. Like, the church should not be in a spiritually dead place. It should not be a body of people who are just a lump of bones sitting around. Just, no, waiting for Jesus to come back. No, no, that makes me so mad. Okay, going on. Um, he led me. Oh, I read that. Verse 3. Then he asked me, son of man, can these bones become living people again? O sovereign Lord, I replied, you alone know the answer to that. And then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I am going to put breath into you and make you live again. I will put flesh and muscles on you and cover you with skin. I will put breath into you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. And so a couple times there where the word breath is mentioned, and Aaron actually mentioned this and talked about this, I think Wednesday. And I've heard some other people talking about this breath, this ruah breath. Um, it's interchangeable when it's used in the scripture. Sometimes it represents literal breath, like when God breathed the breath of life in the nostrils in Genesis. It also can represent wind. And also could mean the spirit, like the Holy Spirit breath of God. And so in this instant, I, I felt like as we were, I was reading through this, it was like, okay, it starts out to where he's like breathing this breath into them just to make these bones begin to start rattling and even just to assemble, Right. Because they're, they've come together. And then as you, you go on, in verse 7, it says, So I spoke the message just as he told me. Suddenly as I spoke, there was a rattling noise all across the valley. The bones of each body came together and attached themselves as complete skeletons. Then as I watched, muscle, muscles and flesh formed over the bones. Then skin formed to cover their bodies, but they still had no breath in them. Okay, so now the, the, the bones are rattling, you know, there's, there's breath that's coming, but it, but it says they've come together, the bones have come together, but there was still no breath in them. So it says, so then he said to me, speak a prophetic message to the winds, son of man, speak a prophetic message and say, this is what the sovereign Lord says, come, O breath from the four winds, breathe into these dead bodies so they may live, live again. Sometimes, like I had said, it feels like we're walking around just a body and and we're walking around and we're we're not dead but we're walking around but what are we doing we feel like we have no purpose we feel like why am i here what am i even doing no one cares this or that well this is the next part in the story is when um when it comes in and he says breathe into these dead bodies so they may live again and i felt like the today as we move in and we're in moving towards Pentecost, like we're in this season where we've learned about the crucifixion, we've talked about his resurrection, but now what? I mean, what do we need to move forward from here? How do we turn ourselves? How do we sustain? How do we stay set free? Well, we need power. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. And that is what I feel is coming as we're, as we're reading through these verses. There's these different forms of breath that come. So now we're walking around, but then there's another breath that comes in. And now it says, breathe into these dead bodies so they may live again. 
So now they're not just walking around, but now we're speaking life. Life is coming again, right? And I just release that over you today, that life is coming, that the breath of God himself, the breath of the Holy Spirit comes, and you are living again. You have a purpose. There is a reason you're here. Whether you've been an intercessor for 30 years or you've known Christ for 30 minutes, there is a purpose still on your life in where you feel like things were just dried up and dead and just wandering around. No, the breath of the Holy Spirit is coming so that it can come alive again and again and again. And this story is so good because then it goes on to say in verse 10, so I spoke the message as he commanded me and breath came into their bodies. They all came to life and stood up on their feet, a great army. Okay, so this is a purpose for us just to come to life. Now I'm feeling good, and now I feel like I can do this. I can conquer the world. I can go do this thing and that thing. I can accomplish this and that, and I'm good with the Lord. No, now we come together as an army. It's now a purpose for you to join in with other believers, with other people who are following the Lord, with other people who are trying to just be like Jesus. We come together as an army, and we begin to take back the things that the enemy has stolen from us when we were just a lump of bones and we get to come together now this is how we begin to see our nation turn back to the lord okay so it's the winds of heaven that come and then the army rose up um okay first okay verse 11 then he said to me son of man these bones represent the people of israel they are saying we have become old dry bones all hope is gone our nation is finished therefore prophesy them and say this is what the lord says oh my people I will open your graves of exile and cause you to rise again. Then I will bring you back to the land of Israel. When this happens, my people, you will know that I am the Lord. I will put my spirit in you and you will live again and return home to your own land. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken. I have done what I said. Yes, the Lord has spoken. And so he says that the, the graves, which reminded me of, Resurrection Sunday, right? The grave was opened and he came to life. And it's just the same parallel here. He says, I'll open the graves of exile and cause you to rise again. And he says, and then you will know that I'm the Lord. And I love in verse 14, he says, I will put my spirit in you and you will live again and return home to your own land. And so this is the whole plan of what God wants is to breathe into us for the winds of heaven to flow in on around you. And, and so that we could come together, we begin to see the land restored, our land healed. People come to know the Lord, coming to know him. And, and so I just thought there's so much more like I don't want to keep speaking week after week after week, but I'm not going to speak week after week after week, but I will tell Aaron I have a good idea of something that he could go into after this because once we, we, get, we get this understanding, we, we get this revelation, we repent. The Spirit of God breathes on us. The Holy Spirit brings us to life. We are partnered together. We're an army ready for battle. What comes next? Well, there is this whole thing that we, we pursue him. We pursue holiness. We want um, we, we to stay focused. We want to stay on task with what he wants us to be doing. And so that's a whole other story for next week. If you keep reading through the rest of Ezekiel, it's incredible because it talks about the path to holiness and all of these different things. And I'm going to read 
Uh, at the towards the end, if I can find it, mm. somewhere towards the end, it, it, he basically says, "I will be their God, and they will be my people." And and I just felt like this this message today. I uh, hope that it does penetrate your heart in sort of a harsh way. Not gonna lie, because there is this uh, sweet opportunity for us to recognize what's within us that needs changed. We've dead things, dead things that either the dead things that were meant to be alive need to come to life or the sin in our hearts needs to go so that the stony parts of us can get out of here so that the tenderness can come. Um, but also there's this opportunity that as we take it upon ourselves to walk through this and, and seek the Lord, we're coming together. The bones are rising up, the, the dry bones, the rattling that happens, that's happening, this rumbling that we're hearing, we're coming together. It's like, I just get this picture, um, of what's the movie oh frozen 2 it's frozen 2 i think at the at the one of the parts i don't know who's seen it but maybe a lot of you have well anyways one of these parts um one of the princesses is like throwing these little tiny rocks at this big rock person and all of a sudden it wakes the rock person up and this is just the picture that i got like almost like this giant rock formation all these rocks they start to rumble and then they begin to rise up into this huge ginormous creature that just comes and plummets through on the land. And I just feel like that is what's happening as we begin to, we're feeling the rumble now. And so our personal responsibility in this is saying, okay, God, purify me, cleanse me. I want to know you. If I don't know you, God, I need to, I need to like right now, Holy Spirit, that you would just really just minister to people. God, Holy Spirit just come in and convict our hearts. Like where, where is the dead stuff? Where is the dry stuff? Where is the stony stuff? God, that it would just be removed in your name. That just Holy Spirit, you would just radically just overwhelm us so that we could be a part of this rumbling that's happening. That we could be a part of this giant army that's coming together to rise up. Not... <laughs> Not in a way of punishment or anything evil, but to come and rise up as a gentle giant so that we could reveal the goodness of God, so that people would want to know him, so that people would just be so drawn. And so that's just what's happening is this valley of dry bones that we've been in for so long. The rattling is happening right now. And I think for me, I just wanted to share like this, my, my idea of how this is parallel to where we're at now, because it's almost like going into week five, we're like, now what? Easter came and went. Now what? We're still in quarantine. Now what? Well, they're going to let us out maybe slowly. Now what? No. It's this opportunity to shift our thoughts and say, I'm intentional right now. And everything that's in me that's not going to make it, that can't stay there, that's making me miserable, that's not what God intended for me, has got to go. It's got to go, and, and so Holy Spirit's just going to come and just kind of wash over us. And so that's my message for you this morning. But before I end, I, I actually just want to end with prayer. And um, I just want to release the Holy Spirit because the way that we continue to live, the way that we continue to walk in power, the way that we continue to have the authority is by being filled up. I was just having this conversation yesterday with my kids. We were talking about um, just different 
demonic spirits and and things that we hold on to that's within us that we have to get rid of, you know, whatever that might be. Maybe it's an addiction. Maybe it's a pornography thing. Maybe it's sexual immorality. Whatever that is, once we remove and release that stuff from within us, we need to fill it up with something, right? And if we don't, all that stuff's going to try to come right back around and make its home in us again. And so that's just what I felt like for, for us right now is just, I'm going to pray with you and then just give an opportunity for the Holy Spirit just to overwhelm you, to flood you, to fill you, to, to begin to feel things continue to rattle and rumble within you, to help us know what to get rid of, what to send away, send out, curse, whatever. We have to curse some of this stuff that we hold on to for so many years. And so I'm just going to pray over you. So just wherever you're at, um, I just invite you to just open your hands. Just for me, whenever I'm listening to someone that's praying for me, I just feel like as I put my hands out like this, it kind of gives me this posture of receiving. And so if, if you are in a mood or if you feel the tug of the Lord on you just to receive, then just put your hands out because it's just such a great way to receive. But man, Father, we're just so thankful this morning. Thank you for your, your prophetic vision that you've given to Ezekiel that can parallel to where we're at today. We thank you that um, where, while it feels like we're in this valley of dry bones and, and just, just stuff just sitting, you know, Lord, that actually what's happening is a rumbling Actually, what's happening, our bones are beginning to rattle together because of the shaking that's taken place. And, and so, Father, this morning, we repent. I repent, God. I just, I just ask that you would forgive me of every ounce of thing that goes on in my heart, in my thoughts, in my behaviors, in my actions, in my words, God, that does not represent you well, that does not please you, that does not... Does, this is not what you have for me. So I just repent, Father. Repent of my thought patterns that are not of you. God, that we, just, we cannot afford this morning to have any sort of thought in our brain that you're not thinking. I want my thoughts just to align with yours this morning, God. And I just pray right now, Lord, that anyone who can hear my voice, whether it's in this moment or in this week or months or whenever, that that we would just be so open just to cancel out, remove, eradicate, get rid of anything within us that is not of you. God, we, we trust you. We know that right now what's happening is this emptying out so that the bones, the, the, the dead things in us, that we could come to life and come together as an army, as an army, Lord, so that the nation can be healed, that our land could be healed. God, that our families can be healed, that our, the generations after us may, may experience and walk in wholeness and healing, Lord, and that, oh, that your goodness would flow. And so we just, we just now just turn to this receiving mode to where we'll just receive your Holy Spirit, that your Holy Spirit would just come and land on us, that it would fill up everything that just was emptied out that every empty space in us, every, every bit of um, areas of sadness, of depression, areas of lack, Holy Spirit, just come, come and just fill us with overflow, that we just, we feel an overflow of you, 
of your power, of your love. We just receive that. We receive peace this morning. God, we just say that wherever um, anyone's at at this moment, that that this is something that's being received not just for them as an individual, but for their home, for their literal home that they're in, for their car that they're in. Lord, that this is something that's received for their family, for their kids, for their kids' kids. God, that your Holy Spirit just come and just rest on us. Lord, that we could just walk in such purity that... um, Father, that the new normal looks like a bunch of incredible people on fire for you, walking around in your fullness and your wholeness. We're just so thankful for that this morning. We just release your Holy Spirit, and we're just so thankful for filling us up. God, I just thank you that as you're filling us, that you are um, unlocking dreams and visions that you're unlocking gifts, that you're unlocking manifestations of your spirit. God, I just ask right now that people would begin to feel you in new ways, that they would feel warmth in their body, that they would feel tingling, that they would um, even just feel like a big giant hug around them right now, Lord, that they would experience a sweet aroma, that they would just feel your breath on their face, Lord, that your Holy Spirit is just so near It's not just um, hovering over there, but it's actually in and around and all through us. So we just thank you for radical encounters of your goodness right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, God. And I just say that even as we end this, that um, the Holy Spirit just would continue to flow and move. And um, that we also, one last thing that I just want to declare is that that we actually see radical transformation. We hear radical testimonies that we encounter you in radical ways. Like we declare this is a now moment. This isn't something that we hunger for to happen to us in a year, but right now things are happening. People are being transformed. Our hearts are becoming so tender and so responsive God, we just thank you that our hearts are becoming so responsive to you. In Jesus' name, amen. I feel like we could just lay there for like the next five hours. So I just want to end with this. You are loved. God is good. He loves you. His plans are great. This nation is coming to him. Our world is going to see an awakening like never before. In fact, it's starting now. And so just bless you guys, bless your home, bless your kids, your families, your parents. If you're by yourself right now, I just bless you. Um, In Jesus' name, we just love you guys. Have an amazing week. Try to catch up with us on Wednesdays, um, Fridays for the kids. If not, we'll see you back on the live stream next week. Bye.